I'm Michelle White, bringing you eight years of clinical experience in gut-focused therapy. Thanks for joining me on Happy Inside, the podcast where we talk about the behavioural and psychological aspects of gut disorders. Everything that no one else is talking to you about is happening here. We've got an internal and an external environment. And the two of these interact with each other constantly. Our internal environment definitely reflects our external one, so how we view the world. But mostly what we perceive is that our external environment determines our internal one. So here's an example. I live in Sydney. Some of you may know that. I've spoken about it before. <laughs> this place, I got us. I mean, I've only been here eight years. Well, I was here for a little while before that, um, for a number of years, <laughs> actually. When I first moved to Sydney, I grew up in Canberra, which is a nice, neat little city. It can almost be called a town because it's, it's a capital city, but it's not that big. And it's neat and tidy and spacious. It's quite beautiful, really. It's easy to get around. Um, there's not a lot of stress that happens, I don't think, in Canberra because of, you know, the city itself. But then I moved to Sydney and I pretty much cried for the first six months. I mean, this place is brutal. There is no doubt about it. It has incredible attractions. You know, there's some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, a a gorgeous harbour. There's obviously hustle and bustle. There's so many things to do. You know, you're never short of entertainment here or a great restaurant or we're surrounded by national parks. I mean, there's so many great things. What a a great (laughs) pitch about Sydney. I mean, it really does draw you in, right? But... Yeah, that first six months was just so stressful. This is a a long time ago and um, I just couldn't believe how brutal it was. Um, And I would say probably the most brutal thing was the traffic and that's probably what I'm going to talk about um, straight off the bat here. Now, to be honest, it only takes five minutes (laughs) of being in Sydney traffic to feel the effects of that external environment on your internal one. Um, You know, cars that are cutting you off and barraging across three lanes because they weren't paying attention and they realised that in 20 metres time they need to turn left (laughs) instead of right. Or, you know, these like scooter delivery drivers that take out your side mirrors or... There's a lot of drivers that are mindlessly on their mobile phones and they're kind of, you know, wobbling all over the lanes. It's a battlefield out there and it can leave you feeling really overwhelmed and exhausted just for ducking up the street to pick up a few groceries. And and you know what? Speaking of groceries, like even the supermarkets, they can take specialist negotiation skills with a booster of patience to get you through. I mean, there's people just mindlessly blocking the aisles, pushing in lines, trolley barging. (laughs) 
I have to admit, I get myself into a pickle because I just don't understand these people. And I try to consider that hopefully they're not like that all the time. They're just having a bad day. And maybe, you know, they lost their job or their home or a loved one and they're not coping. And I reflect back to a time when my nan passed away and I was standing in her local shopping centre. It was quite surreal. I was kind of zombie-like. I was walking through in slow motion, watching everyone else like go about their day and filling scripts at the chemist and, you know, picking up a bag of bread rolls at the bakery and I was in deep grief and I was thinking to myself, how can these people just get on with their day? My nan died just three hours ago. I watched her leave this world. There's a human being who came to this shopping centre every week for the last 40 years and she no longer exists in this world and she'll never come here again. My world was in this really odd slow motion and my presence of mind was definitely non-existent. So when I'm you know, grocery shopping or on the bus or, let's face it, anywhere out in public in Sydney, (laughs) I try, sometimes without success, to give people who appear to not have much awareness at all a consideration that their world might also be in slow motion for their very own reason. Because humaning is hard. It's really hard. And I reckon it's the toughest. It's bang up easy to judge others when we don't know them. And Brene Brown has spoken about this and she suggests that we get in close. It's so true. It's really hard to have ill feelings or hatred for another human when we really see them. Because you know what? They're just like us. They have a story and they're struggling and... They're doing the best they can with what they have. But it's so much easier to take the high road, to stand up there finger pointing and making all kinds of judgments and assessments based on one very limited and disconnected interaction. It feels powerful and righteous. I've done plenty of it in my lifetime and I've learned that it shrinks my own world. And it contracts me. It makes me bitter. And that only serves to affect me more than it does the people that I'm judging. They've got no idea that I'm doing it. I'm just like walking around judging that one, pointing the finger at that one, having expectations on that one. They've got no clue. They're just getting on with their life. And here I am getting all bitter and twisted on the inside. (laughs) I try to remind myself frequently not to do it. Because you know what? It creates that unhappy internal environment, which is what we're talking about today. And my power lies in creating an internal environment that isn't ruffled by the external one. 
I'll give you another example. When I was 21, I began meditating and I would, I would go to these meditation classes at the Buddhist center and I could barely stand the person sniffing, you know, all the way across the other side of the room or the fellow student near me who just couldn't sit still. And I'd be internally wild with anger that they were interrupting and making my meditation session impossible. (laughs) I can laugh at that now because I've learned so much since. Now, I'm kind of far from that. Have you seen those yogis that sit in the middle of Delhi and they're just so serene and just the most chaotic life is going on around them and there they are, you know, not even batting an eyelid. Well, that's not me, but I've made a good start on it anyway. (laughs) Those Eastern philosophies, they've got the right idea about accepting the moment as it is. When we resist the moment, like feeling disrupted by noise or getting wound up in traffic or expecting others to function the way we do, We create tension within us and then we suffer. But if we can allow the moment to be as it is, to stop even grasping it as our own moment, then that softening creates more space. This moment isn't solely mine. Even right now, this moment's mine, it's yours, it's everyone else's around us. It belongs to the drivers whose cars are making constant traffic noise out the front of my place. And it belongs to the dogs on all three sides of me who cry when they feel lonely. The moments are ours collectively. And they're happening over and over, every passing moment. I've had clients in the past whose gut symptoms have caused them a great deal of anxiety. And they've actively managed other people to manage their access to the bathrooms as a way to reduce their own anxiety because they didn't want the bathroom to be unavailable too. But the thing is, it's not your moment to manage somebody else. It's their moment too. And we have the freedom and power of choice. We can be annoyed at what's happening in the spaces around us or we can let that go and focus on creating an internal space that promotes wellness within us. When our internal environment is content, it vastly changes how we see the external one and how we relate to it and how it affects us. See how you feel when you hear this quote. It it grounds me incredibly. When the roots are deep, there's no reason to fear the wind. We need to feel safe in the world. We're biologically wired to grow and heal and thrive when we're safe. And as adults, that safety is our responsibility. Years ago, like a long, long time ago, I trained as a manager with the body shop. And sometimes I'd get really stressed and my trainers and managers would ask me this really powerful question. 
is this within your circle of control? If it wasn't, I just let it go. But if it was, I was then in a position that I could do something about it. So let me ask you this. Is your internal environment within your circle of control or influence? Absolutely. When you can begin to master that, to know that you have the control, that you're empowered to do something about how you respond internally, oh, the sense of empowerment you'll feel and the sense of self-esteem is overwhelming. And it will bring with it a sense of safety because there's an implicit message in that from deep down in those roots that you can trust you. I'm Michelle White. Thanks for listening. We live in an age where we make choices based on ratings and reviews. So if you like this podcast, please tell me and other potential listeners by leaving a review. Those puppies matter and it's one of the best ways you can show your support. You can also follow Happy Inside on Facebook and Instagram and sign up to the newsletter on the Happy Inside website. And if one-on-one support is right up your alley, then the Happy Inside program is for you in the Sydney Clinic or through online consultations. There's also the Happy Inside iPhone app, a component of the full program in case you don't have access. And if you already own the app, remember, those reviews matter. All these details can be found at happyinside.com.au. Happiness starts on the inside, so join me on the next episode for all those conversations that foster a happy inside.